Well, good morning. Sorry about that song ending so abruptly. I accidentally hit the clicker and stopped the music. Didn't mean to do that. But uh, it is great to be here with you this morning. I'm Joe Collins. Welcome to our church. You know, last week, uh, Kyle preached to us, and he did a really great job reminding us or challenging us to pay attention to which road that we're on. Well, today, I want to talk about looking back. It is the last Sunday of 2018. We're getting ready to head into 2019. So I want to talk about looking back, but I also want to talk about moving forward. There was this old commercial. I forget what it was for, but my wife and I used to joke about it because their motto, whatever there was for a short time, they changed it pretty quickly. It was moving forward, looking back. And I remember laughing, thinking that doesn't sound too good. And they did change it pretty quickly. But today we're going to do something like that. We're going to look back, but then move forward. So there was this elderly minister and uh, he was going through his closet looking for his outfit for Sunday. And he stumbled across a box buried in the back of the closet that he'd never seen before. And in that box were three eggs and $101 bills. And he was totally perplexed. He had no idea what this was or what it meant. And so he called for his wife and he said, honey, do you know what this is? And she came in and saw it and she was a little red faced, a little embarrassed. And she said, oh, I didn't expect you to find that. I'm I'm sorry. And he said, well, well, can you explain? What is the meaning of this? And she said, well, you know, we've been together 30 years. And in that time, I've sat and heard you preach every Sunday for 30 years. And every time you did a bad service, you laid an egg, I put an egg in the box. Well, the the minister at this point started feeling pretty good about himself because he thought, for 30 years, I've done only three bad sermons. So happy, he said, well, what's the, what's the one, what's the hundred one dollar bills for? And she said, well, every time I got a dozen eggs, I sold them to our neighbor for a dollar. <laughs> so if you do the math on that, that's about 1,200 bad sermons out of a possible 1,500 or so bad sermons. I don't know how you feel about when I preach. But if you're keeping track, you cannot count today against me. Because today, instead of the traditional format of preacher preaching to you, we're going to mix it up, and I'm going to have you to preach a little bit to each other. So today, you're the sermon. So if anybody lays an egg, you put it in their box, not mine. As I said before, Kyle did a great job with his three uh, lessons he's done recently. Really, uh, I got to say on a personal note, Kyle, uh, it is inspiring to see your uh, understanding of God's word, your love for God's word, your ability to teach God's word. And and on a very uh, deep level, you're, you're way ahead of your years. And I think about when I first started preaching, and I occasionally, uh, years ago, I found an old tape of one of my early sermons, and I couldn't listen to myself. (laughs) But I can sit and listen to Kyle, uh, and so you're way ahead of where I was and where many people I know of were at when they first started. But in those three messages, Kyle talked about running our race. He took that from Ephesians 3. He talked about shining like stars. He took that from Ephesians 2. Then he talked about, as I said earlier, the fork in the road. Pay attention to which road you're on. He took that also from Philippians 3, the 
the latter, the latter half of the chapter. So, since he did such an amazing job and stayed sort of focused in that book, the, the book of Philippians, I'm sorry, I said Ephesians, Philippians, to follow his lead, we're going to stay in the book of Philippians today. So our text for today, Philippians 4, 4 through 9. In verse 4, it says this. Let's pray before we read. Father, I'm so grateful and thankful for this morning and for this time to be together. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, God, with uh, any other people than right now with these people. It's such a pleasure and a joy to know them and to have fellowship with them and to be able to worship you with them. God, it's been a tremendous year, and we're so grateful for everything you've done. We're looking forward to next year. I pray, Father, for your spirit to be with us, to infill us, and to empower us at this time. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Philippian church was founded right about 50 AD. It was founded during Paul's second missionary journey. One of the cool things about the church in Philippi is that it was the first city to be preached, to, to receive the preaching of Jesus Christ in Europe. It was the first European city to hear the gospel message. Interestingly enough, the church, the city there in Philippi had a very small Jewish population, so small that they couldn't support their own synagogue, so they met at a place of prayer down by a river. In our language, we might say they met in a van down by the river. As it was uh, Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke's practice when they went out evangelizing, when, when they went on their missionary journeys, they often would find the Jewish community in whatever city they were and find out where they met, and that's where they would begin their evangelizing. And so in this case, Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke all traveled down by the river. They found the, the Jewish believers there, the small group of Jewish believers, and they worshiped with them, and then they got into conversation. And eventually, that led to some of them becoming Christians, putting their faith into Jesus Christ. One of the more famous converts in the city of Philippi was a woman. She was one of the first, named Lydia. Lydia was what was called a God-fearer. That was the Hebrew description of a non-Jew, a Gentile, who believed in Yahweh. It's interesting, in one of Kyle's messages, he talked a lot about this group called the Judaizers. These were Jewish believers in Christ who wanted non-Jewish believers in Christ to become Jewish, then become believers in Christ. And you can sort of see where Paul had this connection and this friendship with a woman like Lydia, who was a non-Jewish believer in Yahweh. And you can see why he would get so frustrated at these Judaizers, because here's this great woman who pursued God in her heart, became a Christian, and now these people are telling her she's got to go back and fulfill all the commandments of the law. And you can see how Paul took that personally and why he got so angry at the Judaizers, because he was thinking about his friend Lydia. And people like her, like, why would we do that to her? She's been saved. She believes in Jesus. That's it. Other significant converts that, that came around there in the city of Philippi during that first missionary journey 
was the Philippian jailer and his whole family. Some of you know the story. Paul was arrested, thrown in jail. They were singing in the middle of the night. There was an earthquake. The doors flew open. And instead of escaping, they stayed behind. And the Philippian jailer was so impressed that he didn't off himself. He didn't kill himself for losing all the prisoners because he would have been killed anyways. Instead, he became a believer in Jesus, he and his whole house and his whole household. Another interesting convert in those early days of Philippi was a demon-possessed slave girl who was making money for her masters. And when Paul healed her of her demon possession, she was freed from that curse, but her masters were pretty angry. This is one of the reasons why they ended up in jail. The letter itself was written by Paul maybe 10 years, several years, maybe 10 years later from the first time he visited. So maybe 60 AD, something like that. And when you read the letter of the Philippians, you can tell that Paul really loved the church. He had a real fondness. There was a real connection he felt between him and the members there in the church at Philippi. You know, I, I feel the same way about Simi Church. I have a real connection to just about every person in this room. My wife and I both, we, we love you guys dearly. We've become very good friends over these past few years. I mean, it's very similar when you think about it. I mean, like the church in Philippi, when Lynette and I showed up, you guys were meeting in a van down by the river. <laughs> I'm kidding. You, you guys were, there was a small group of people already gathered, and we, we just got to be a part of it. And in the past few years, it's turned into a pretty dynamic and wonderful church. And we're so blessed to have been a part of that, to share that journey with you. I recently sent out a survey. We like to get feedback. We like to hear what people are thinking often. And so we sent out a survey to kind of get a read from the church. Hey, how's it going? What do you think of Simi Church and our, our mission, our giving, you know, different, different categories? And I got to say, the early returns, I took a peek at them, was so positive. People's experience here in the church is really favorable. It's really positive. And that's it's a testimony to God. It's a testimony to good, faithful people who come together and they, they love God and they love each other. As I said in my prayer, there's, there's no place I'd rather be than right here in Simi Church. So later in the book, later in his letter, towards the end, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, Paul begins to talk about rejoicing in the Lord. Now, I don't want you to confuse rejoicing with happiness. The word rejoicing comes from the word joy. And joy and happiness are two different things. The difference is that happiness is based on happenings. It's external. I have some really cool news that made me happy this morning. You want to know what it was? I won $48 on the lottery this morning. I felt pretty good about myself. Bought a Perrier and a donut. I was fired up. That was a happening. Made me happy. Joy is something very different. 
Joy is internal, and it comes from our beliefs. And like beliefs, they have to, joy has to be learned. It's a learned experience. It takes practice. You have to, you have to try it out before you can experience it. And then when you experience it, you have to keep doing it in order to maintain it. It's very different. Happenings come and go. Joy is, is like a, you know, nice and steady. It's like a diesel engine. It just chugs along. You're not going to win any drag races, but over time, you're going to enjoy your life. You're going to be able to experience joy and rejoice. And what comes with joy, Paul tells us, is gentleness, and don't, uh, a calm, prayer, thanksgiving, and peace. All these things, they come with joy. Because as I said, it's, it's internal. It's based on beliefs. And it has to be practiced. It has to be cultivated. You know, one way to cultivate joy in your life is to express gratitude. I enjoyed telling you how much I love you and how much I appreciate being a part of Simi Church. And my wife and I, to be honest, this is going to sound weird, but you're all we think about pretty much all the time. Except for our kids, we think about you. And we're not saying you're the same, you're not. You're adults. But we think about you all the time. We have to, we, we have to go out of town sometimes and focus completely on just you guys to think about the church and how it's doing and what needs, what next step there is. We just did that last week. I mean, that's how much we take a vacation to go and think about you. what we do. But I felt really good, and I'm really happy to be a part of this church because I think about you a lot. I I express my gratitude for you whenever I can. I feel a lot of joy. I can rejoice in being part of this church. Now, here's where you get to be part of the sermon. What I want to do right now is I want to practice joy. What that means is I want to ask you, and we're going to give it some time, so plenty of people can share. Watch how much you share, though, because I want lots of people to have a chance to share. But I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, to stand up in your spot and loudly so everybody can hear you. I want you to share about what you were grateful for in 2018. And I promise you, when we're done with that little time, the level of joy in our hearts is the meter. The joy meter is just going to go up just a little bit in our hearts because it needs to be cultivated. It needs to be practiced. So right now, stand up. Tell me what you're grateful for in 2018. Carol. I'm Carol Favarelli, and I want to tell you I'm grateful that God saved us and our home with a fire. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because this is recorded, I might repeat if we can't pick it up. So Carol's grateful that her house was spared during the fire. Yes. I'm very grateful uh, for the church and for Stephanie said what was my daughter Nicole and for Viviana. So Viviana's grateful. 
for our church, our youth ministry, and the, them studying the Bible with their daughter to get baptized. Yes. Amen. Amen. Brian's grateful to be married, and he's grateful for support. That is awesome. Thanks, Susan. You're grateful for your family, your health, your children all being faithful. Yes. So I'm grateful for my new bundle of joy I'm creating in here. Yes. Amen. So Marina's grateful for being pregnant. Congratulations. And for people in her life. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm Stephen. I'm grateful for the Lord's Spirit that is clearly evident here in the church. And I came here to see the valley with the, my bride, my queen, Mary. And that's what happened this year. All right. That's awesome. It may be better next year. That's right. So Stefan's grateful for seeing me church, for God's spirit, for his lovely bride. You're great. Huh? Wow. It was amazing. He just prayed for the Thanksgiving and dinner in his house, but we're looking into the Lord and it's That's fantastic. So you're grateful for the holidays, for being with your son-in-law? Did I get that right? Step, stepson. Stepson, okay. Okay, that's great. Great, thank you. Yes. I'm really grateful because my two best friends from Sydney High are actually coming to church now. Rachel, Hannah's not here, but Hannah's actually studying the Bible. So those are really Fantastic. So Olivia is grateful for her friends from high school coming out to church. Uh, I'm very grateful for just uh, the church and the amount of prayers that they've given me and my sons about the past year and a half in the custody battle. And to see kind of how it's all kind of come together and the support that I've had has been um, very meaningful to me and then my kids. Thank you. Amen. Mike's grateful for all the support and prayers for his kids. In the back, yeah. Amen. Tony's grateful for baby Pierce and all the meals that he got when after he was born. Way to go, Tony. Yes. I'm grateful for the church family that we have. And last night, Roberto's came over. We had Italian night. Come on. That's Italian night right there. Greg's grateful for the friends and Italian night that he had with some friends. Yes. He's, someone else has got it. <laughs> You're grateful for all the aunts and uncles in the church for your baby Pierce. That's awesome. Yes. 
Um, I'm grateful this year for the legend. So this was our first year that our first child entered into it. And so I wanted to say thank you to the ones that are in here that serve as the legends and make it really special. And the church uh, did their camp every year. And so it's cool because my husband got to serve at the legends camp and then with our son too. And so it was really like, almost like a spiritual retreat uh, for both of them. Like in the mountains with nobody but Christians with pure and joyful hearts. Uh, so I just am very grateful because my husband and my son came back. And I think still have been riding the wave of that for like six months. So really looking forward to it coming up again. That's great. So Katie's grateful for the junior high ministry. We call it Legends. And the fact that her kids are in it now and her husband gets to serve in there and all the spiritual benefits they get from that. Yes. I'm grateful for what this experiment is called. Yeah. Because uh, I think, you know, Kevin told me all the people kind of take the mold mm -hmm. and uh, think differently, but not just think differently. I think we really learn how to listen to the Spirit. Amen. Which to me is just very, very exciting. And so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what God gives us from him. Amen. John's grateful for a church that does things different. Thank you, John. Vicki. Yes. Yes, it is. Amazing. Amazing. Grateful for Taylor's successful surgery. I think Nicole. Nicole's grateful for all the support during some tough times. Yes. Um, I'm grateful, kind of a, a common theme, but um, definitely the love of the church. Uh, my wife and I first year being married and new to this area and got a lot of help from people. And then when we moved, we had volunteers to help us move. Nice. Like a huge um, weight off our shoulders. And uh, you know, we also experienced a unforeseen family tragedy and just um, got a lot of prayers and Mm -hmm. following up about that it was a dark time and I just feel like uh, you know it's really common I think everybody who feels that love then also wants to you know, give that love too amen that's great grateful for support in moving and through difficult times as a family Mary and then Phil then I'll come over to this side Really like joyful and loud, and all these different things when I don't feel 
bad about who I am coming here. I feel like people accept me for the way I am and they appreciate it. And um, I want to give um, a few specific remarks to Nicole for letting me work with her. Um, Nicole Hogan, Jimmy Minor Heisler is a mentor me to protect me. Um, Joan Smith for trusting me with the singles ministry. Mm -hmm. For Michael for being such a great advocate um, as friends and for the people in our lives. And so um, it goes beyond all those things, but I feel so loved by being mm -hmm. Yeah, grateful for being you. You're, you're grateful for being allowed to be you. That's awesome. Uh, Phil, and then we'll come over here. I just want to say I'm specifically grateful for uh, men in my life, discipling relationships, people who um, have helped you know, keep me accountable and keep me going uh, throughout the year. I just mm -hmm. want to give a shout out to Jack for getting with me right mm -hmm. here. For, for Rada, mm -hmm. uh, just a really great friend. Uh, yeah, time. great friends. Yes, thanks, Phil. Carlos. I just want to say I'm grateful for you know definitely being part of the church and all your prayers. I'm just grateful to a lot of people. My wife and I have been going to go like on a, a vacation just her and I, and it worked out. It was kind of like a last minute thing, and we did a road trip from Guadalajara to Acapulco. Just you know, people thought that was a little cuckoo, but you know, <laughs> God was obviously with us, and we had a great time. Got to see new places. One of my colleagues, Linda's a, a home that she built in Acapulco five years ago. And she didn't want to, I wanted to rent it out. She just actually offered it free to us. We're like, okay, enough right, can refuse. Wow. And uh, so my wife and I had a great time. But I also want to thank uh, Brian and Aaliyah for, you know, watching Alex and, and all that. We could have done it without without them, of course. And uh, I'm just very thankful. I'm also thankful for all the prayers you guys have done. You know, my mom has been battling with three different things, mm. Parkinson's disease for 25 years. Dementia, but she was diagnosed three years ago. And in September, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh. I just want to thank you guys for your prayers, you know, because yesterday I was really, we were really emotional, and I got together with Brian and said, you know what, we really, I really need to talk, but I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling angry, and I'm, I've got all these emotions going on. Yeah. And uh, so I want to thank all of you guys for your prayers, and we definitely need to continue to pray for each other. So, so thank you for all of that. Grateful for prayers. Thanks, Carlos. Jack. Yes. Second moms, second daughters, all kinds of brothers and sisters, and it's just an amazing place. You brought up prayer. I mean, you know, I, if I don't have enough faith to, to believe in my own prayer, I can just put it up on the steamy prayer thing. I have enough faith to know that God may answer that prayer for me, but won't answer that. It's just, you know, they do get answered. It's amazing how it works. Yeah. And I got an awesome new wife. Yeah. Yes. I have a woman figure in their family now, and with, with my daughter. Amen. Thanks, Jack. Grateful for new wives. <laughs> Maddie. Grateful for being able to go to Alaska and serve. That's great. Aaron. All right, Aaron, grateful for the church. Do one more, my wife, and then we'll go. Oh, well, Gabby, did you want to go? We'll close out with my wife. How about you? Go ahead. Yes. Yes. I'm 
Amen. Grateful for your family. Okay, Rita. Rita always sneaks one in at the end. Go ahead, Rita. Amen. That's great. Amen. You're grateful for the worldwide church. That's awesome. John Teal, if you could come up here for a minute. My wife's going to do our last sharing. I'm going to have John close this out with a word of prayer. He's my old friend. Old friend. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. All right, Jacob. Amen. Well, that's grateful for the up and comers. All right, we're going to close this part of your sermon out with John saying a prayer for us. First of all, I wish I had $100 to do John. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Let's go down for it. God, we're, we're grateful this. You're our God, and we're not. And, uh, so much of our thoughts, God, are filled around what we do. And it's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of thinking, God. And uh, help us just be grateful for the relationship that we have in you. And to rejoice in that. Amen. And, and to, to know that we can rely on it, no matter what the circumstances in our lives are. And, and they're going to be rough. And they're going to be tough times. And there, there are going to be times where we feel like we just can't hang on any longer. And, and some of those might happen in, in 2019. But, uh, God, I, I, I pray that, that we can be a people that don't focus on our happiness, but we focus in on our joy that we have in you. And, uh, God, help us to be a people of the book, a people that are grounded in our faith, not in the... The, the winds that change, God. And uh, help us to know that you're there to help us grow and change and have faith and be a people that make a difference in our world. Help us to build an oikos in 2019 Amen. that changes Simi Valley and the world, God. Um, I know, God, we can't change the entire world, but we can change our That's world right. by your power, God. I pray that you move in ways that we don't understand. Pray that you put people in our lives supernaturally that we don't understand, 
But God, help us to have the wisdom and the insight to see who those people are and to make a difference. Help us to uh, follow in faith. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, John. So I hope your joy meter has just taken a tick up. That's what it looks like to cultivate joy in your life. That's just one way. Express gratitude. Let's look at verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So now that joy is flowing in our hearts and in the Philippian church as, as they're reading this letter to themselves when Paul wrote it. He now turns his attention to looking forward. We've looked back, and there's a lot to be grateful for when we look back. But he wants us now, and he wants them now, to start thinking about what's ahead, what's, what's to come. And so he tells them to think rightly about that. He says, think what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, or praiseworthy. You know, Paul wasn't a psychologist, but he's doing a lot of good psychology right here. Because good health, good psychological health has a lot to do with the way we think. And the way we think has a lot to do with what we do. So if you want to be noble, if you want to be right, pure, lovely, admirable, you're going to have to do right, pure, lovely, and admirable thoughts. You're going to have to have those kinds of thoughts. They start there. Joy, like joy, it takes practice. We have to practice thinking right, pure, admirable, noble. It doesn't just happen on its own. So the year end is a good time to look back, but it's also a good time to look forward. So again, here's where you get to be part of the sermon. I want to hear what you're looking forward to in 2019. What pure, right, noble, admirable, lovely, what ideas has God put on your heart that you're thinking about, you're hoping for, you're processing even now as we head into 2019? I'm going to go first. Amen. So last year, I really am grateful because I feel like God revealed to me what my purpose is. Like It was like, a, a, I shouldn't say, re, wasn't the first time, but I feel refreshed. I feel like I rediscovered my purpose. My purpose as a minister is sometimes confusing. I don't always know what I'm supposed to do. And you read all these books and everybody, there's all these, go to conferences and you get told a hundred different things. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. This is what you, maybe you feel that way sometimes coming to church. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. It's what you got to do, right? There's so many goddess. It's confusing sometimes, but last year I heard one, one idea, one person's thought. It was, here's what you got to do. And for some reason it resonated and never left me. I heard it sometime in the early part of last year and it never left me. My, my purpose is to help you accomplish your purpose. That's my purpose. That's my role in your life. And I can't tell you how refreshed I am to have rediscovered that, to figure out, oh, that's what I got to do. That's what I'm going to focus on. And so that's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm thinking about in 2019. And, and to be transparent for a second, 
This last month, I, I love Christmas. Don't, I love Christmas. I put my Christmas lights up like Thanksgiving weekend. I love, and I used to leave them up all year, but now my neighbors told me I had to take them down. So I take them down, but I like Christmas. My wife wants a fake tree, and I will not allow her to get a fake tree because Christmas is not fake. Love Christmas. But this year, I was like, I want Christmas to get over quickly as much as I love it because I'm so excited about my job next year. That Literally, I'm excited about what I'm looking forward to next year, helping you accomplish your purpose. It's energized me. Side note, I'm also super excited. My wife and I are going to take a little trip together. We don't do many of these, but we're going to go to Italy as a little vacation for the two of us. That's very exciting. You're all invited if you want to go, but we're going to have a good time. But that's what I'm looking forward to in 2018. I'm 2019. I'm looking forward to doing my purpose, to, to putting it into practice. Here's where you get to be part of the sermon. What are you looking forward to? Way in the back, yes. I want to learn how to live by the Spirit, because I usually just do according to what I think. And, and the other thing is, um, I, I don't want to be a pain pincher. I'm good with my timing, but I don't feel like I'm always worried about my retirement, because this is how God That's exciting. Looking forward to live by the Spirit and how that's going to carry out. Yes? You're going to be thinking about taking care of other people more this year, ministering to them. That's great. Yes. Well, you guys haven't been thinking about too much next year, have you? Go ahead, Rita. I have such a long list. I'm super excited about my Christmas ministry this year. And I know that by God's grace, he is going to be able to accomplish such miracles because Kyle is going to USC. Which is awesome. Well, it's it's okay. Amen. That's so cool. So you look forward to doing a lot of good things for people. That's great. And that Kyle's going to stay on as our intern next year, which is awesome. Even though he's going to SC, God will still work through you, even though, in spite of the fact that you're at SC. Yes, go ahead.
open arms yes. and really beautiful heart. That's been great. But what I'm what I'm looking forward to uh, next year is actually not being that integral. You know, like and what I mean by that is this semester, these last, this last year, God really done a lot to bring a lot of people in. Like Rita's been sharing, there's been a lot of really cool things happening in it. I have a feeling like everything's kind of right on the cusp of just going nuts in a great way. You know, so what I'm looking forward to is just being one of the crowd. You know, being being one of twenty, one of thirty, one of one of the group and a body moving together. So that's, Amen. That's, that's great. Excited. Looking forward to being part of a of a movement. Yes. Pray more. Pray more. John's <laughs> looking forward to praying more. Yes. Amen. Looking forward to be a part of the crowd. That's awesome. Yes. A couple more. Pat. I'm looking forward to a better ending for the old public football season. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough ending last night. Yes. Looking forward to better games, better ending for Oklahoma. Yeah. Looking forward to being present. That's fantastic. All right, last one. Lynette. Amen. So she wants to cultivate joy next year. So how do you guys rate each other's sermons? How'd it go? Did a good job. I'm not going to put any eggs in the box for you. I think you guys did a great job. I'm glad you could partner with me in the sermon today. One of my favorite ways to end out our, uh, our, our service is to stand in prayer. So I'm going to ask to stand in prayer, but I love when we go arm in arm. So if we could come together as a family. And uh, I'm going to say a prayer, and then something I love to do every year, 
it's an absolute must in my opinion, is to sing Old Lang Syne together. I know it's not a hymnal song, but it's an old Scottish poem. And the song is about two friends who are toasting to all their memories. And in the end, their, their friendship is what goes forward. And that's what I hope for us to this, you know, at the end of this year and going forward in next year, that we, we close out here in prayer. Then we sing. Phil, if you want to come up whenever you want, you can come up. Phil's going to come up. He's going to lead us in old Lang Syne. And if you could sing it out, and, and I like what Phil said, use your mind, feel it today. Think about it, feel it. And, and let's go forward together as friends into what new experiences God's going to give us. God bless you. And I look forward to what God's going to do in the year ahead. And may God be with you. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful to be a part of this group. And what a great time it is to come together to, to, uh, to just hear from each other. And uh, God, to let each other uh, minister to each other through our gratitude, through our hopes, what we got looking forward to. God, I pray that we walk out of here just a little bit more joyful, a little bit more noble and right in our thinking. And God, I pray for your blessing to be upon every one of us as we head into a new year. Bless the new year, God, that your name may be glorified, that you may work through us, that we may fulfill our mission in life. God, we know there'll be ups and downs, there'll be difficult times, but I like what Ali said, but you are a rock and we can stand on that. And we can rely on that. So I thank you so much for 2018. I look forward to 2019. I thank you so much for my family here and see me church. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.